Hello, everybody, and welcome to Pastrami Nation. We are the meat of pop culture. Uh, we have a very special interview today. Joining us for this interview uh, is Pastrami Nation's very own Rebecca Benson. Hello. And Pastrami Nation's newly christened entertainment <laughs> editor, Mr. Kevin Hoskins. Hey, everyone. Hey, Kevin. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And joining us today, um, we have an amazing writer. He has done quite a bit of work in the comic book world, and he just released a new book, Graveyard Wars. Uh, we'd like to welcome AJ Lieberman. Thank you very much for having me, guys. Yeah, of course. Thank you for joining us. We're so excited to talk to you, sir. Thank you. Thank you for having me and inviting me and reading the book. Oh, absolutely. Now, first, for those who may not be familiar with your work, can you tell us a little bit about your history in both comic books, screenplays, and stuff like that? Absolutely. So I, in comics, I started, I, I, I started uh, maybe the opposite way. Most people start. I started at DC as opposed to working my way up. I started at DC. They had wow. read a, a, a screenplay I wrote for Warner Brothers um, that was then sent to, I think, Dan DiDio, who was running at that point um, DC. I uh, worked with Bob Shrek, which was great, who was running the, the back, back group. Um, and so they had me come on and do a run on Harley Quinn, which looking nice. back on it was horrendous. I, I, it was, I did not do a great job, um, but it was my first uh, gig. Um, and that just led to other runs, Gotham Knights, a couple of crossovers, war games. Um, all those kind of things at DC. Um, but while I was at DC, I learned about what we all creators love to know about is create our own books. And um, so I basically said, you know, I'm going to give myself, uh, you know, another six month run at DC, but I started working on my first creator own book for image, which was Cowboy Ninja Viking. Um, and that led to a couple of other books for, I think I did three or four for, for those guys. Um, all the while, you know, I, I did a book called Term Life, which I then wrote the screenplay for, got turned into a movie uh, starring nice. Haley Steinfeld and Vince Vaughn um, okay. that I think only people in Saudi Arabia saw. I, I did not go, right, did <laughs> not do well. Um, but it was a great experience and I got to adapt my own book. So that's really cool. Yeah, that was great. And, um, you know, little by little, I did some more that got me, I did a, a great run for Scholastic, uh, children's book that I wrote for my two daughters, uh, called the silver six for Scholastic. And, you know, each book kind of led to, um, the next book. Um, but I had started writing out in Hollywood first. So the screenplays led me to comics. Very cool. And so what kind of helped shape your inspiration for Graveyard Wars? Was it your journey from DC up until now? No. Well, the, 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 the specific um, kind of germ was uh, my father... This is going to sound weird. So my father, uh, who passed away when I was a young boy, um, was a dentist. And I have, so I, when I was four, my brother was eight. 
Okay, that's when my father passed away. Cut to 20 years later, my brother grew up to be a dentist. Um, and it was that kind of connection, you know, that's like nature yeah. over And it, it just, the book has nothing to do with dentists for anybody that's watching. Okay? <laughs> nothing. <laughs> it's not, that would not be a good book. Um, but that was the kind of initial idea of that connection. And then because I, I, I don't even know if I can spell science, um, but in, in, you know, my grades were not that great. So, but I was intrigued about the connection and the idea of, of being able to use a skill of somebody that had passed away. And if that connection existed and if it did exist, you know, because I, I really like to, you know, if there's a commonality between anything that I write, it's really, I try to ground, ground everything in the real world. Yeah. So it, it's this kind of fantastical idea, but very grounded in a very real, that's a car, that's a person, you know, all the same laws apply mm -hmm. other than the fact that you can grab any skill that you have access to of a dead person. Right. And that's, that's basically where it came from, you know, and, and so from that germ, it, you know, what would it be like if you could have access to all those things? Right. And that's what I found so fascinating and, and very enjoyable was, well, what, who are they going to take on? Who are they? I'm sorry. Who are they? Who are they going to take on like that skill? Like, who will they utilize? Oh, right. exactly. Yeah. And anybody that they have in their, you know, through the element of what's called the safe soil, which mm -hmm. is in the book. And that's the access. That's the key to, to allowing you to grab what's called the soul skill. So you can grab whether it's a sniper, a doctor, a lawyer. If you're running away from the bad guy and you see a motorcycle, you can jump on that motorcycle. And as long as you have a person in your cemetery that knows how to ride a motorcycle, you can get on and ride a ride a motorcycle as if you had been riding a motorcycle your entire life. So um, it, it's it's intriguing to me just from a you know, you have a scene set with two characters, you're really there with four or an unlimited amount, depending right. on, you know, what they have access to. And that begs the question of that led me to, well, if one person has access to, you know, a Krav Maga expert, but the other guy only has an ex, you know, can only get to, you know, a high school wrestler, you are now at a, at a disadvantage. And that became the wars. Where do you, it's almost like an arms race of, of dead people, uh, you know. Way to put it, yeah. yeah. And I'm yeah. glad that you spoke about connections too, because even our two main characters of Carter and Ethan have a really close connection being you know, siblings. And, right, but, twins. Like siblings separated, you know, during that time when he was confined. And, you know, we see the cool twist that pop up, which, I have, of course, I'm going to ask. Um, we know a part two is coming. Do we right. know? Do we know when a part two is coming? We don't know. It, okay. it, you know, this is a long. This was a long. You know, it's two, over, it's about over 200 pages. Yeah. So it, it, you know, it's a you know, it's a goodbye. Um, it's a Ooh. long story, but yes, I, I mean the connection between Ethan and Carter, just the fact that in that initial 
you know, everything's based around a near death experience. You have to have, you know, a near death experience to then have your breach open to allow you access. And not everybody that, you know, has a near death experience, you know, maintains that open breach to allow them to then access the other side. So the whole conceit of the story is that these twins, a boy and a girl, when they are just weeks old, one has a near-death experience based because they're in a chase, uh, the death of their mother right. leads to one of them having a near-death experience, but the other one not. And then by through the story, of, not really spoiling anything, but because the father who survived promises to keep the kids safe, he just allows the son who had the near-death experience think he's crazy for being able to kind of not ever explaining in any way why this kid can you know, in third grade, access this, mm -hmm. you know, a, a genius math, and he can solve all these math problems, not knowing why or how, and they kind of come and go because he doesn't, he doesn't understand the rules, and the father doesn't really fill him in, uh, thinking he's keeping him safe. His his daughter, the sister, doesn't have that ability, and is really just looking at her brother, trying to save him any way she can, thinking he's going crazy until something happens to the system. Right. But you, you guys read all that. <laughs> That's not giving everything away, Rebecca, right? Nope, nope, you're good. <laughs> I, mean, so the, I mean, the way I approached it is, and you guys can tell me if it worked, is what I like to do is, it's over 200 pages, but literally I like to make the reader question everything they just went through on the last possible moment. Yeah. So really on page like 200, you, you learn something that makes you question the entire yeah. story. Not, not, not question in a way that did this even happen, but, oh, now I have to look at everything. Differently. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You know, in a, like 90 degrees differently. Mm -hmm. Right. And then that, Kevin, that goes to your, that, I'm sorry, Nolan, um, that goes to, you know, part two. And that'll be great. I mean, did you guys think it worked? Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Go ahead, Kevin. Go no, ahead. yeah, absolutely. It worked really well. Yeah, like I, yeah, that was great. Yeah, and there were so many especially like you said, right around page 200, you get these twists that start happening. And, you know, I won't give spoilers, but you do start questioning, like, wait a second now, you know, and start yeah. thinking. And then if you start examining the panels, you're like, oh, well. Have right. to go back a little bit. Uh -huh. even. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, but I mean, to me, to me, that's the mark of a really good story because it makes you go back and think like, wait, wait, hold on. Like, did I, I just read that right Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let, me, let me go back and see what happened. Um, and you did... And, excellent job at that um one of my favorite parts and i you know i know i've talked with both rebecca and kevin about it is seeing the visualization of possessing that skill mm -hmm. it was it's 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 amazing the way it was pulled off with um by the artist like it just yeah, looked, yeah um yeah andrew Claude, he, yeah. and it's yeah, it looked amazing. It every time it just kind of blew you away, and you know you'd see the boxer or you know the thief or the you know the samurai. You're like, right? It 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 it, it, it was um, 
I wouldn't say it took a long time. It, 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 because I knew what I wanted in my, in my mind. Mm-hmm. It was just how we were going to visualize that on a two-dimensional page. It, and the hard part was, um, you know, which I guess makes, which is why the book is kind of so cinematic in a way. But in a, on, a, on a two-dimensional page, how you show, showing it, you know, just a doctor, and you understand now the guy is saving his son, and, he, and you see the ghosted image of an ER doctor, you know, that, but the hard part became really when you're in a fight and you're, you're grabbing, you know, a karate, you know, jujitsu, uh, whatever, you know, in rapid succession, you know, how are we going to express the, the speed in which these people are able to toggle through a, what's called a soul scope? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it, it was, you know, Andrew did a great job. Um, Darren Rawlings, who, you know, I've worked with for a long time, uh, is another great artist. Um, so we, the trial and error was just like, you know, do we just see, you know, is the ghosted image separate, but above, is it just like kind of from the chest up, you know, what that's really, you know, the, the coloring of it. Um, and so that's what we played with the most. That's awesome. And, you know, you talked about the colors. Um, Mr. Uh, Darren Rawlings did a fantastic job on the colors because it's, you know, you, you use, he uses such a small palette of colors to tell yeah. the story. Right. And it, it is. It, and that's a product of a couple of things, really. Um, it, Darren came up with a palette. Um, Andrew applied it. Okay. Um, we had started a full color, but because of certain things were happening with optioning and stuff, we needed to finish the book much quicker um, than a full color uh, uh, with a book this size would take forever. Um, I have I have like the first three pages that Andrew colored, um, full color, and it's beautiful. He did a great job, um, but it was going to take forever. We were going to not make any window that we needed to, to make. Um, and so we, we kind of stumbled upon this. And to be honest, it, it, to me, it works almost better because, you know, the, the, the color scheme pushes the story at the, to the forefront and really changes per scene. Right. And that's exactly what Rebecca had mentioned that it changes per scene and it, it really matches it. It does it so right. well. And it right. really adds to the emotion that we already see in the artwork. Right. And yeah, it's, it's, it, he's super talented. Um, and, and so it, it kind of, once we saw it, uh, we thought it worked perfectly. You know, and you know, all outsides are this, or all insides are this. But if you know, the page is two inside and four panels outside, then that would at least wake the eye up, so we're not just looking at the same, you know, color scheme over and over again. Because then you just get bored, and you you don't see, you know, you have to kind of wake the eye up a little bit. 
as I, as I'm sure you guys know. So, but I, yeah, I'm glad you guys liked it. That was a concern. Yeah. Great. And had you worked with Andrew before and did you have a prior like working relationship with him or did you kind of just stumble upon him? How did you get involved with Andrew? I think, you know, um, well, so Darren Rawlings and I had a, a, a publishing venture that we did together. We, so okay. Darren and I, we came together for the book I did for Scholastic called The Silver Six. And um, we just kind of became really close, um, although we've never met. He lives in Canada and I live in <laughs> New York. Um, okay. Andrew lives, Andrew Sebastian. I only work with Canadian artists it's like, <laughs> most of my books are done with canadian artists um and so dan and i started a um like i guess I, we tried our best to do a publishing company um thinking you know the hardest part would be creating the book which turns out it's not it's it's getting the distribution for the book is the hard thing and so we met um, and Andrew actually submitted a book to us for that entity. And when I'd come up with this, I, I offered the job to Andrew. So that's how we went. So I had never worked with him, but okay. I knew, I knew from the thing that he submitted to us that he knew what he was doing. You know, it wasn't just a couple of pages, you know, I've seen a lot of you know, the good thing about DC was I was able to do a lot of portfolio reviews and, you know, see a lot of work and, and kind of get an eye on, you know, what it takes. Like, that's great. You can do these four pages, five pages, but now can you do it again? And now can you do it again? And also, can you do it? You know, we have X amount of weeks to hit this amount of pages. So I knew he was super professional and, and he, he was really talented. Yeah. Very cool. So, um, so with this book, it's being released by uh, Ablaze, right? Correct. Um, how did how did you uh, get connected with them? Um, I know they're a fairly new uh, publisher. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, how did that all work out? How did they, you know, how did you start working for them? Well, I know Rich because from his days, he he had was working at Dynamite. Okay. And so, when Rich left, he kind of came back around, told told me about that venture and um, nice. we agreed on this as something because you know I was looking for I had just stopped working on a screenplay that I had sold and I thought you know what yeah I, I want to start on the ground up with a new book with a new company I can do everything myself there's going to be you know Rich understands that I know what I'm doing and I understand he knows what he's doing. And, you know, the entity, the company that Darren Rawlings and I tried, which was called Doppelganger, you know, I knew from that experience what I did not know. And I was like, okay, mm -hmm. so at that part of the business, I just can't tackle. But I know Rich is really good at it. Yeah, be very cool. Right, and Ablaze has been putting out some, you know, really good books, and they're in the small amount of time that they have been right. you know, in existence. So when I saw the first, you know, press release come out about your book, I was, 
you know, pretty jazzed about it, you know, because every book I picked up from them has been pretty high quality. So, um, yeah, I mean, Gung Ho, I think that's a re it might be a reprint, right? That's a, it's, I mean, a it's a translation, yeah. I'm sorry, it's a translation from a, I want to say a French comic. So, they're, yep. Yep. they're way ahead over there in uh, France, but we're just getting the English versions now. And Ooh, that artwork is wow, it's amazing, yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's full color. I could, I would, I would have held the press for that. <laughs> I I have never seen that kind of like interior color work on a comic, you know, in my yeah. life. It was they are well, they but in France they take it, they you know they treat it like an art. You know, I mean, it is an art, but like the the not not but you know publishing and long form comics and graphic novels are elevated over there right. you know and so it's it's a it's not you know i think we're still behind lagging behind here in in america of how how they view the medium right right and i know i know exactly what you mean because you can see all the attention and time that goes into that because i can't even imagine how long it would take to produce you know a 20 20 22 page single issue of that let right. alone that collection you know they just drop their hardcover collection and it's Mine. Yeah, but also, but it's it not even, you know, the thing that impresses me is that the subject matter is so varied and it's, a, you know, a ton of non uh, of nonfiction stuff that, you know, you, you're like, we, do we need a graphic novel of, of this event? But, you know, I guess we do. Right. Right. You know? no, I think you, you landed at a very good home for it. I think it's in really good hands with a blaze. And I know. Right. The book just came out, correct? It, like it just came out on bookshelves. Yeah, I mean, we we were hoping for October because of of Halloween, um, mm. but we printed in China, and you know, it's so expensive to get books back over um, over you know by boat because it's so expensive to fly. Mm. It, it, the same thing happened with the very first. Cowboy Ninja Viking. We were like, okay, we're doing all our press, and no, it's not ready. Um, and it sat in like the diamond warehouse for, you know, a cycle. Um, so it's it was a little uh, late, but um, you know, it, now it now it's coming out. But it it got out to like L.A. prior to pre publication, so it it. it at least I got the word of mouth about Chad and, and stuff, you know, a little before the book came out. Right. Yeah. So let's, uh, can we talk about that a little bit? The uh, adaptation of uh, sure. Graveyard Wars? Um, that's super exciting. Is it going to be like a movie or a TV series or what are you guys trying to do with it? Right. Right. So Chad is Chad Stahelski, who is the yeah. director of uh, the John Wick movies and the stunt guy, the stunt choreographer, you know, extraordinary yeah. for all the Matrixes and all the Wachowski move, uh, brother move the the sisters now, um, their movies, um, and so we kind of crossed paths because Chad was the first supposedly he was attached to direct Cowboy Ninja Viking, right? Uh, I remember way back that. when, and so that's where our paths crossed. And so when this came up, had uh, Ch Chad was in New York, we had a meeting, we were talking about what was I working on and, and Graveyard was just about to go to press. So 
that's how we connected. And we are now just, I just sent them the outline for um, cool. the adaptation of what will be a feature. Nice. Yeah, because I mean that, I, as you guys know, having read it, mm -hmm. and we kind of talked about this, the kind of the cinematic, what yeah. it could be, um, you know, to fill the screen of not just two people, but, you know, the end. I always put it this way. It's kind of like <laughs> the way I explained it to Chad was it's the physical manifestation of the scene in the Matrix when, yeah. when Neo, you know, says, I know um kung fu right but, you know and then you see him fight but now you it would be that but now you have to see that's all yeah. the people that he's just downloaded in this version it's you would actually see the people that is super cool i'm super excited for that <laughs> i i love still still chad i think he's great yeah, yeah can't wait to check it out i think it's like uh you know, a story and style, it's a perfect, yes. you know, for what he is brilliant at. I, I mean, I think it's like the story and his style, it's a, it's a perfect marriage. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait. That'll be fantastic. And I was talking about earlier with um, Rebecca that, you know, this is helping fill a void that's been left in that supernatural realm. You know, we there's not a whole, whole lot of big things happening, especially now that Supernatural has you know, the TV show. Oh, yeah. When, yeah. And I mean, like, I know that's Kevin's like <laughs> life. It's his thing. Yeah. And it really, but this gave that's me that. Yeah, right. That's like 15 year run. Fifth, yeah. That's a, that's a, it's, it's super impressive. Like, that's yeah. Huge. It's huge. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, it's over now. But that's okay. Still have all the old episodes, and you know, it's fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Right. Guys. I mean, We're good. I guess Nolan, you're right. It's in that. It's in. It's in that arena. Mm -hmm. You know, and and the world building of of you know, and it's similar. I guess the way what Chad and I talk about it. It's similar in the approach of like how the Wick movies started confined and then yes. kind of grew. And then grew, and he's doing the fourth one now. Um, you know, it's that same. You know, we're going to start tight and try to expand. As and obviously, you guys know how the book ends to kind of lead you into that larger graveyard war. Right. I love that. I yeah. Go ahead. I already have it envisioned in my head with his style and just you know getting into the more supernatural aspects and everything of it. Like. Right. It's you couldn't yeah, ask for a, per, a more perfect director. You no, know, you couldn't. Like his the grittiness and just everything. Right. I'm excited for it. Right. <laughs> I haven't even seen it, and I'm I'm ready. I'm there. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. It, it, mm -hmm. he's, it, so knock wood. Yes. <laughs> we will make it happen. We'll we'll do whatever we need to do to make this happen. I'll, I'll let him know. Yeah, I'll bring for sure. Him on. You know, next time we do it, I'll bring him on. And, Please. Uh, you know, yeah, it, it, let's do it. it he, he's super talented. Oh yeah, he's. Uh, I was reading. I, I didn't realize he was a stuntman on the Crow as well. I mean, like he's done. He is the the guy. He he's is the guy. Yeah, and you know, and more power to him. You know, he's. I I don't know if he would agree, but or if he knows, but he he almost 
you know, he's taken on the mantle of trying to push forward the idea of like, you know, stunt work as an art. Yeah, I've uh, been reading a lot about that. Like they're trying to get an, an Oscar category for it as well. Correct. You know, yeah. why not? Because if you look at the, at any given year, you know, what's driving that? I mean, look at Extraction. That, I mean, the biggest, yeah. the biggest thing on Netflix or whatever. I mean, that was one long choreographed fight, right? It was amazing. Somebody, yeah. Right. Or, you know, uh, you know, all their work in the Marvel stuff that he's done. Uh, it's, it's amazing. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, definitely. It'd be cool to have you both on. That'd be great. Yeah. That, you know, <laughs> let's see once we can, we can set it up and um, yeah, I knew he would like it just from, you know, our conversations about Cowboy Ninja. So yeah, it, it, it is, it, it, I was excited when I gave it to him, knowing just waiting for the plane ride to get back from New York to LA <laughs> to say, okay, you know, let's let's hit the ground running. Cool. That's gonna be so great. I mean, what a what a great combination. Having read the book, knowing the source material is so amazing, and also like we're just massive John Wick fans too. You know, like that it's something that constantly comes up in podcasts we do. Like, and we're like, by the way, and John Wick is one of the best action movies, like in the last <laughs> 15 years, you know, and it's because, you know, the minds like that, that make it happen. So right. to, see, to see those coming together, that story. Well, that three of them, like you wouldn't think because usually, you know, you could make the argument on any trilogy, you know, by the second, the, the, the second half of the second one, at least, or, you know, you could see yeah. this in the matrix almost like the technology caught up to them. So by the three, we were like, okay, we're kind of, you know, mm -hmm. the fact that he, Chad's able to kind of reinvent what normally would then be like, okay, we've kind of got used to it is, is just a testament to him. Yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah. The bar is always raised. Uh, I mean, every action scene kept going up and you're like, yeah. Okay. It's a little daunting to know that like, if you're coming up with an action scene that he's the guy that has to read it knowing that right. he does. And I'm like, this is going to be interesting. Like, what have I, what am I going to come up with that you haven't even thought of already or probably thought of and forgot. But it's also exciting because you're going to, you get to see how he has it come to life and, you know, his own version of that. I mean, wow. What a, right. what a cool thing. And something that you created. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, that's, an, you know, it's, it's just, what, what, you know, just, this is just a stepping stone for him in terms of like, you know, here's the baseline and then he just elevates it to like, well, it, I understand this, but it, you know, I see it as this. And then how do you express that? It's almost, you know, if anybody, I mean, prior to say the Transformers, if somebody told you Michael Bay was doing a Transformers movie, you're like, okay, but how is that going to look? Yeah. You know? And I'm sure they spent a fortune just trying to figure out that, you know, like the this the previs of what a trans what a transforming transformer looks like, mm -hmm. you know. And and once you kind of understood it, it was going to be like a split second to a, you know. And that's what I think Chad's going to bring to this. Cool. That's exciting. That's super exciting. Now, Graveyard Wars, of course, is available now. Please, everybody, go to your comic shops, go to your yeah. bookstores, track this down. Are there uh, any comic shops left? 
Yeah, the, there are comic shops out there. Perfect. <laughs> I'm gonna reach out to our local one. Um, I saw it come in, so I'm going to place my order for the hardcover one. Yeah, it comes in hardcover and softcover. Absolutely. Um, so I appreciate everything. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, um, if anybody would like to, you know, follow you, follow anything uh, you have going on, do you have a social media that they could visit? Absolutely not. All right. <laughs> if you do have any more news, we'll make if sure. If you have any questions for me, send them to Rebecca. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Um, Rebecca, you'll get my email address from Nolan, and then that's how we'll do it. Perfect. Okay. <laughs> there we go. Um, <laughs> before we leave, are there any other, like, cool projects you're working on that, you can touch on. I know sometimes things are really under wraps, but no, I mean, I, there's nothing under wraps right now. I'm just concentrating. Well, right now in Hollywood, because it's you know, mm -hmm. we're, we're three weeks. You know, anytime you kind of even come into the area code of a holiday, they stop working. So, um, nothing, I'm sure they're all shut down plus COVID. So, mm -hmm. they probably, you know, right. they probably stopped working as of last week. Um, but right now we're just concentrating. I'm just concentrating on the uh, adaptation of like how to take 200 pages that's, you know, that set up a whole world and how to kind of make a linear cool story um, for, for the adaptation. Oh, that's, that's fantastic. Cool. Uh, we definitely look forward to, you know, more news that comes up, more news of, yeah. you know, when another book's ready to come out, more news on adaptation. Um, I'll, I'll definitely tell you guys. Well, Mr. Lieberman, we really appreciate your time today chatting Thanks, with us. Thank you. Kevin, congratulations on the promotion. Thank you so much. Congratulations on the book and the yeah. movie and everything else. Thanks very much for reading it. I appreciate all, mm. and all the support. All right. Well, signing off, uh, make sure you everybody visit pastraminationcom We have new reviews and more. Just pastraminationcom And signing off, this is Nolan Smith. Thank you so much, everybody, and have a good night. Be good.